Hello again, folks, and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. I'm Trip Rogers along with Mike Sheck. We're here to help you win your fantasy football leagues. And, mm-hmm. oh, once yeah. again, it is the... Uh, the, the the fun and frolic that is the NFL season, Sunday was certainly one of the more interesting days. And, and fantasy-wise, it was just fascinating because if you were playing against the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Dolphins offensive players, you got hammered. I mean, there is no <laughs> two ways about it. You got hammered. And... Of course, on the flip side, on Monday night, we saw two dismal performances. And, you know, you got to kind of wonder, well, I I guess it leads into our first segment of the show this week. We're going to talk about fantasy gold and fantasy mold. And I'll throw it over to you, Mr. Sheck, for the fantasy gold the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, you mentioned Miami. How about the other team in the AFC uh, yeah, those are the contenders to be into the Super Bowl. That would be the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, he's uh fantasy goal to me. 614 yards over two games, seven touchdowns. They lit up the Titans last week, 41 to 7. Uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, if you have any player on the Buffalo Bills, Stefan Diggs, you are rolling with these fantasy players. But what about the you know, you mentioned Miami. Are they the most underrated team in the NFL? I honestly think so. Underrated offense for sure. Buffalo, they're pretty good, but look out for those Dolphins 2-0. and They are contenders as well. Big comeback last week to beat the Ravens on the road 38-35. to Tua, six touchdown passes, but I'm going to throw it to the two players that are fantasy gold in my book. That is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, wide receivers in Miami trip. Now, you and I drafted Tyreek late second round. I'm really surprised that he fell that far. Those numbers for us are paying off huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time numbers again. So, of course, again, uh, I, I was getting it from both ends yesterday, uh, yesterday or Sunday, I should say, because <laughs> I was going against Tyreek Hill in both my games. And should I mention the fact that uh, I in in the Sultans League, um, I had the number two pick, and the number one guy picked CMC. Oh yeah, I got Jonathan Taylor. I have both of them. Well, I'm going to go with the fantasy mold, and I'm going to put Jonathan Taylor on that Whoa. list because Jonathan Taylor really disappointed. And part of the problem was, I mean, if you watch that Jacksonville Indianapolis game, Jacksonville controlled it from the get go. And the Colts had to go to a throwing offense, and they just, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was non-existent. And and that was the sad part about it. I mean, if you were Jonathan Taylor, you were so disappointed this week. And Taylor was okay the first week. Not great, but okay the first week. Um, The other person who I've really, I'm down on, and I'm fantasy mold, is Joe Burrow. Now, here's my my reason for saying that. A lot of people felt this team coming off the Super Bowl, they'd reloaded the offensive line. They were going to be a good team. They were a team to watch out for. And I thought that one league, I took Joe Burrow in the fifth round. And it was earlier than I really wanted to draft a quarterback, but he was there and I said, let me get him. Again, I was drafting on the one end of the draft. In the Sultans draft, I got Burrow, and I think it was in the seventh round. I waited on him. I did not, you know, jump out and grab him. The problem is, two weeks now, he has been awful. 
And I again, part of that is that offensive line. He's getting banged around there. But that Cincinnati offense has just gone nowhere. The defense is terrible. And Cincinnati now 0-2, I think that is, there's a little bit of a concern there. Joe Mixon's another guy who really has been hurt by that because they've had to throw the ball a lot. Jamar Chase has done great. And if you have Jamar Chase, you're certainly happy with his numbers the first couple of weeks. But that Cincinnati offense and Joe Burrow and 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 Joe Mixon, I think really you've got some concerns on that team as being 0-2. And of course, now is the time you've got to make some moves. Another quarterback injury this week. We didn't even touch on it. Trey Lance out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo is back in San Francisco, and I'm sure every Trey Lance owner ran to the wire to get Jimmy G this week. I mean, it makes sense, and I don't think we need to put him in our import-exports this week because he's probably number one on every waiver wire, and everybody has grabbed Jimmy G because of the fact that he brings a winning attitude to the 49ers, and I think he's going to do well in that offense he knows. But Mike... We have other imports and exports this week, so you're up. That's right. We start with New Orleans and Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara inactive last week against Tampa Bay, and that left the majority of the backfield to Ingram, who only had 10 carries for 60 yards. Nothing to write home about, but if Kamara's out again, he's a question mark this week. They may be cautious, the Saints, in playing him against the Panthers. Ingram could get a sizable workload, and with the Panthers' defense a bit suspect, they were terrible against Cleveland, better against the Giants last week. Still worth a chance to give Ingram a pickup on your roster. Another import, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver in New England. As always, Myers continues to produce when the Patriots call his name. He's really been the lone receiver to trust on that offense when you're talking about New England. Nelson Aguilar, maybe, and I think you might. Uh, I might be alluding to one of your imports this week, but uh, I'm going to say that goes to a deeper league and uh, you could pick up Aguilar there. But uh, week two at Pittsburgh, My- Myers had 13 targets for nine catches, 85 yards. Now, 19 y- uh, targets on the season from Mac Jones. Myers should be considered a reliable weapon for uh, Mac Jones moving forward. So I definitely like Jacoby Myers. Uh, some injuries to the tight end. George Kittle didn't play the last two weeks due to a groin injury. Questionable this week against Denver. Dalton Schultz is rehabbing a knee. He's kind of iffy for Monday night. And Brevin Jordan dealing with an ankle injury. So if you need a tight end or two, I'm going to give you two of them. How about Tyler Conklin in New York or Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota? Conklin's off to a good start with the Jets, averaging 10.5 points per game, two outings in 2022. And he's had 10 catches for 56 yards and a touchdown. Plenty to go around in the passing game for the Jets. So I I think, you know, optimistic that Conklin makes a move forward. Once Zach Wilson gets back in the lineup, I think those two are going to have a good rapport. And then Irv Smith, last week against the Eagles, Vikings didn't look good, but he had five catches for uh, 36 yards and a touchdown. Low-end starter this week, I believe. But if he has a big game against Detroit, moving forward, consider him as a weekly starter. All right, I'm going to uh, throw out an export here, and this may be a little bit early, but I'm panicking on Matt Ryan. Not the best week one, and week two saw no touchdowns and three interceptions. Granted, he was without Michael Pittman, who was suffering from a quad injury, 
But Ryan, I'm going to be honest with you, he does not have the weapons in Indianapolis like he did in Atlanta. Fantasy managers should avoid him at all costs. The running game seems to be more proficient than the passing game. And you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, how he's mulled. That says a lot about the uh, <laughs> the, the situation in Indy. This is not the way Frank start, uh, Frank Wright wanted his uh, team to start. They are 0-2, and they are in trouble. And, you know, you mentioned that. That is one of the teams. And and Frank Reich, I think, the, the seat is, is going to get a little warm. He, yeah, yeah, the seat's going to get hot. warm. Yeah, his seat and Matt Rule are getting pretty hot at this point. Oh, most definitely. And, and in fact, uh, I don't know if you saw this, because um, we didn't get a chance to really talk before we got on the air tonight. Uh, or on the air to tape this, but um, supposedly Tepper has has given has thrown down. This is it, final ultimatum. If Rule doesn't improve this team, this team doesn't win this week. Rule could be gone as soon as next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and you mentioned the Colts. I think the disappointment in the Colts goes with Jonathan Taylor being, you know, an overall number one pick, and I think that's part of it. But they were playing from behind most of that game. And you and the Colts, when you're playing, they're playing from behind. They are a run first team, and then it sets up the pass. Now you're right, Pittman was out, and that was a problem for them. But I agree with you on that uh, on that call of uh, Matt Ryan. He is just he's not look good, and we thought he was going to be. But again, he may have hit what? that point where he falls off in terms of performance. And you take a look at the quarterback situations in Carolina and Indianapolis. Both similar situations. You're talking about a quarterback, Carson Wentz, who was supposed to be good. They traded him away. They didn't like the performance. They didn't like what was going on with Sam Darnold last year in Carolina. The year before that, you had Teddy Bridgewater. So the quarterback situation are killing both of these teams. All right, let's move to my imports and exports. And I'm going to give you four imports this week. First off, in the tight end position, Logan Thomas. Uh, he it, surprisingly he opened the season ready to play. He missed most of training camp with an ACL injury that he suffered late last season. Well, guess what? His snap count has gone up over the first two weeks. He's doing really good with Carson Wentz. I think Wentz likes tight ends. You've seen this. You know, Ertz. He also worked well with his tight end in Indianapolis last year. Thomas's stock is ready to rise after a quiet summer. Logan Thomas is somebody who should be available. I would get him if he is available in your league. All right, you stole some of my thunder from me. Nelson <laughs> Aguiar uh, in New England, yeah. I'm putting him as an import, and here's the reason why. I thought he got some big touches. He's New England's number three receiver, but I'm not sure if Mac Jones is comfortable with his wide receivers at this point. And again, the other part of it was uh, their big running back was injured um, Sunday during the game. Now, it's, he's not supposed to be out, but it's day to day. And I, I think if they have to depend on him, Aguilar got some throws and got some targets at a key time in that game on Sunday. So... He's a guy you might want to pick up, even if he's a bench stash. He's somebody you want to pick up because, again, with New England, you never know. It's hot hand. Bill Belichick has been, you know, fantasy death for everyone. Moving on to the running back position, Jarek McKinnon. Now, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been the guy in Kansas City, and he was a he was a big pick, first two rounds this year. But McKinnon is actually owning the better snap share in week number two. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Andy Reid likes uh, Edwards Hilaire in the obvious running situations, but 
I think you're going to see McKinnon come in, especially on passing situations. He's a guy you may want to pick up. Also, if you own Edwards Hilaire, you may want to pick him up as a handcuff just to be on the safe side because, again, it would pay off some dividends down the road, especially if there's an injury to um, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And last but not least, I'll give you a quarterback to import, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Now, he it, it's surprising he has done as well as he did. He's averaged, uh, you know, he, he's had a couple of good starts for the Falcons. Uh, they, they've struggled. I mean, they're 0-2, but he's still doing well. And against the Rams, you know, he, he didn't do that that great, but still not bad. You know, weekly streaming option, especially if he continues to run a lot. Uh, the one thing is, is that Kyle Pitts is not getting the the, the 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 targets that they would like on that team. And that's one of the things that, that people are talking about. But Marcus Mariola may be a guy you want to add onto your bench. And again, you, you look for a spot start. You're going to have to, you know, everybody has a buy. You're going to have to sit somebody. And Marcus Mariota may be a guy to go and grab. I mean, granted, he's not the quarterback of the future for Atlanta. We all know that. But Mariota is not bad, and I think he's a guy you could stash on your bench. By the way, one other real quick notice I wanted to, or one thing I wanted to mention to you, and this was something that happened to me this week. Gabe Davis was a late injury on Saturday for Monday night, and I decided to bench him on Sunday, and I didn't have anybody on Monday that I could go, and I didn't want to go hit the waiver wire this early, so I benched him and I put somebody else in the lineup instead of him, and I I think that's something you've got to watch for because, again, these teams that are playing on Monday night will have a practice on Saturday, and he was injured during that Saturday practice. Non-contact injury, but still he was out of the game Monday, and you don't want to sit there and start it. I mean, listen. You want to look like an idiot. Start somebody who is listed as out or injured. You will look like a clown to all of your fellow fantasy players. So you do not want to do that. There is no excuse for not knowing what's going on. You got to check this information. And again, this kind of hit the wire. I want to say Saturday night, I heard about it. So I was able to scramble on Sunday morning and get a replacement for him. You got to pay attention. Course. And I, yeah, and I mentioned, you know, a couple weeks ago, you got to be uh, two moves ahead of your opponent. Well, here's a great example. Have a quarterback, Derek Carr, week six by. You look ahead, see who you have as backup. Oh, who happens to be on the waiver wire last week? Carson Wentz, 31 fantasy points. Now, of course, picked him up, didn't start him, but at least you have a solid backup that you could start. In that week. So, hey, you know what? Always thinking ahead. Yeah, that's one of the ways you win. And I, again, we, we say this, the buys won't be starting for another couple of weeks, but you got to start thinking ahead on your buys. And you've got to look at that as time goes on. And granted, don't let the waiver wire, don't sleep on the waiver wire. If you watch games and you see some things that are developing, you see some players, you say, eh, maybe I'll pick them up. Again, I don't know if you necessarily have to do an entire roster um, uh, churn, no, but no. You, 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 again, there are a couple players you can pick up, and we mentioned them for you. You know, imports, exports. There's a reason why we're doing this because we're trying to help you. We want to help you. You win your league thanks to our help. We're thankful. 
unless it's in our league because <laughs> we want to beat you. We want to win. You know, if I do not win this game against my daughter this Sunday, I will commit suicide. Now, I'm only kidding, but <laughs> I, 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 given her team, I should be able to smoke her. You know, um, I, I guess we got a couple of sex, Mike. Uh, most surprising team first two weeks. And I'm just talking in general, in the NFL. I think it's got to be the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I'm not surprised to an extent because I said that they were going to be good this year as long as Tua was healthy, but they're two and oh, and I'm not, su- and you know, I think that's a, that's a huge surprise. How about the Giants? They're two and oh. I mean, who would have thought that they would have been two and oh at this point? Listen, if, if they, they play their cards right, think about this. They play Dallas Monday night and Dallas, yeah. I was surprised they won uh, on Sunday. But, uh, okay, let's see what happens on a Monday night, you know, the bright lights in the NFL. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the Giants are that much better, but I'd like to think they could win that game. If the Giants win that game, they play the Bears the following Sunday. Giants could be 4-0. Think about it. You know, uh, the Bears are not exactly setting the world on fire, and we all know who owns the Bears. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he owns the Bears. I, I don't know if the Giants own the Bears, but uh, I, like I said, I, it, um, it's funny because I'm talking to a couple of my friends who are from New York, and they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I said, I'm enjoying this. And I said, well, yeah, let's enjoy it while we can. It's only been six years since we've gone 2-0. And, you know, listen, I, I, I think on the flip side, I mean, your guys are Owen too. And man, I, I, that, that Panther game had to be, you know, like, like uh bamboo shoots up under your fingernails. I mean, that was, that was, that had to kill you Sunday. Uh, that wasn't good. It was, I mean, it was a better performance than last year's 25 to three, but you know, <laughs> is it, okay. Let me ask you this. Is it, Okay, do you, who do you hold responsible on the on the Panthers? Is it Baker? I mean, at CMC, I think it's the okay. offensive line. I don't, I don't care okay. who's at quarterback. I think it's the offensive line. You could probably put Tom Brady back there, and he wouldn't get the job done. <laughs> oh yeah, and and we haven't even brought up the wide receiver issues down in Tampa Bay this oh, week. Oh yeah, with Mike um, Evans. Oh, Evans is out. Evans is out. You've got injuries to Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. Uh, they just signed Cole Beasley uh, to their practice squad, and probably Beasley's going to be in the lineup Sunday because they are hurting at wide receiver. Now, again, you're not pushing the panic button. It no. is the Buck. It is the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, you got Tom Brady, but I would be very concerned about this team uh, going forward if they can't get some of their wide receivers back. I mean, Evans will be a one-week thing, you know, but the fact that you have Godwin and Julio Jones both out, I think it's worrisome for Tampa Bay, and it could be right for the picking this week. You never know. That's uh, that's our look at our show this week on the Fantasy Sultans. I mean, we give you all the information you need to win your fantasy uh, leagues. Fantasy Sultans, of course, for week number three of the NFL season. Questions or comments, please feel free to email us, fantasysultans at gmail.com. Also, if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you want to take a break from football, uh, tune in to WTRS Radio Powered by Live 365.com. We give you the information you need each and every week we are here, the Fantasy Sultans Podcast. For Mike Sheck, I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.